This episode is going to be a fun one, and here's why. I'm going to share with you one thing you can do. It's a very quick, easy thing that's going to make your reading go from wherever it's at now to 10 times better. I am so excited for this one. I can't wait to share it. Let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode of the Read Well Podcast. My name is Eddie Hood, and I'm your host, where I believe it's more important to read well than to be well-read. So grab your favorite book, open up your notes, and let's get ready to learn something fascinating. Okay, uh, welcome back. This is episode number four of the Read Well podcast. Now, in the intro, it says, I believe it's more important to read well than to be well read. And I love that statement. I explained it on every episode quickly. Here's the philosophy. Uh, I would rather have uh, you or myself read one book well and thoroughly benefit from it than read a hundred of the classics and have no idea what's going on. Uh, that's really, yeah, that's not really reading. We don't want to read for vanity. We don't want to read to make other people think better of us. We, we genuinely want to read for pleasure uh, and for education and, and the things that really get us going. So today's uh, this week's episode, actually, on the podcast, we are talking about uh, a major problem that I had as a reader, uh, and then I solved it quickly. So here, here's what happened. My family has a cabin uh, in Bear Lake, Utah. It's a, it's a wonderful, beautiful place. We go there a lot. And I am kind of that dude that always brings the book. I know, shocker. Well, uh, last year I was sitting in the cabin and I had my book. I was reading, if you're wondering, Robert Greene's Mastery. This book is mastery. I love it. But if, if you're watching this on YouTube, the video podcast, you'll see that half of the book is highlighted and the other half is not. Uh, here's, here's the issue. I was sitting on the couch uh, with, with my book having a great time. Uh, I think, you know, people were off doing their thing and I was just, I was, I needed 30 minutes to just uh, be in a book. You get it right. You, you know what it's like. And this, this particular text is like one of those books where you want to highlight every stinking page because it's so good. <laughs> Robert Greene is like one of the goats of like um, sort of essay, deep thinking, critical thinking, writing today. Uh, you know, uh, he's the author of uh, um, uh, 48 Laws of Power, Mastery, uh, his new book, Seduction, so many, so many cool books. But in this one, he's really talking about how to, uh, how to, how to master the thing that you love in life. And this podcast isn't about the book itself. I, I could talk about it forever. But the reason why I'm sharing with you my excitement for it is because I want to put you in a position that I was in at Bear Lake. I'm reading this book. And I am loving it. I am just, I'm, I'm wanting to take my notes. But because I'm on vacation, uh, I'm, I'm sort of at the mercy of not having my tools with me, not having um, my desk and, and sort of my reading environment that I'm used to, not having, you know, uh, my, my cup of pens, which if you're, uh, if you can see this, I've got a little pen uh, cup holder next to me. It says, you rock. And it's got, you know, all sorts of pens and highlighters and who knows what in there. It's nice to have your tools with you, but as I'm highlighting or as I'm reading, I'm getting really frustrated because I'm thinking, oh, I, I want to remember that. Oh, that's really good. But, you know, and I'm having this, this <laughs> as a crisis moment because I couldn't, um, I couldn't capture what I was reading. So I, I, I put the book down and I ran over to um, the pen drawer and I'm, I'm searching through the pen drawer and there's a bunch of pens in there. Most of them don't work. The ink is out or dried up or whatever. 
I get a hold of a pen and I start sort of taking, uh, you know, subpar notes the best that I can uh, because I'm reading in travel. Well, that moment of frustration gave birth to this. Let me just bring this over so you can see it. And if you're listening to the podcast, I will explain what I'm holding in my hand. This right here, people, is heaven. It is my reading kit. All right. That's what we're talking about today is I'm going to be helping you build a reading kit. Now, what the heck is a reading kit? <laughs> uh, all right. So it's it's literally just a little bag, a little pouch with all of my reading tools in it. And I'm going to go through um, why you need a reading kit, first of all. Uh, what what should be going inside the reading kit. And then I'm going to give you a couple ideas because I've been using this now for a little over a year on how to get some extra mileage out of the thing because um, it needs to be more than just a little bag of pens, right? This is so much more than a little bag of pens. Uh, stick around through this episode and I'm going to go through this step-by-step. Uh, -step. Now, uh, I promise you that if you if you build this for yourself, uh, your, your reading experience, you're never going to be without, you're always going to be able to capture the ideas that you want. Now, the first argument might be, but I don't, I don't take notes, uh, at all. <laughs> well, if that's the case, uh, this might not be the right community for you. Uh, if you don't want to take notes or learn, if you're simply reading just for, um, just for sort of entertainment purposes, that's great. I salute you. Uh, the read well community though, is all about, uh, sort of getting the most out of a book. So for the rest of us who are taking notes and trying to learn a new skill, a new topic, whatever, uh, you might be now saying, well, but I do it digitally, right? I take uh, um, a picture of my my text with uh, the Readwise app or what have you, uh, or I highlight things in my, my, my Kindle. I don't do this the old dinosaur way with pens and highlighters. And to you, I would say, so do I. <laughs> I, I have a lot of digital tools that I use to sort of um, keep track of my highlights in my notes. However, I would like to make the argument that doing things by hand and putting away all technical devices and simply engaging with the author, um, taking physical notes, highlighting, thinking, um, takes your, your note-taking your note experience to a higher level. That's why I would recommend everybody having this reading kit because no matter what your system is, uh, there is there is space to do this manually first. When you do something manually, when you when you take your notes manually or you highlight manually, you can then go back and and review those and decide which of those highlights are going to be good enough to make it into your digital system. Right? If you're just taking pictures of everything with your Readwise app or or you know Notion or whatever you're doing. That's great, but all of a sudden you start getting this really bloated note-taking system and none of it is really thought out well or linked together well, and you're not really benefiting from your note system. So I like the, I like the manual version first because it makes me engage with the material um, and then come back to my, my, my notes and uh, then reevaluate before I, before I, I capture. As Tiago Forte, uh, one of the, you know, the granddaddies of second uh, or second brain thinking uh, often says uh, you need to capture that stuff. And I'm, I'm talking about, I, I'm, I'm suggesting there should be two uh, steps to capturing, not just one. Start with manual, then evaluate and add digitally. Okay, you get the point. Here we go. So why on earth do you, uh, you, you know, you need a reading kit? And I, I, I want to explain sort of the, um, the, some of the, the thoughts that have ran through my head, and maybe you can identify with these. So first and foremost, 
I have at times said, you know what? I can't read right now because I'm not at my desk with all of my notes and my tools and my setup and my whatever. And so I actually end up reading less. I get uh, fewer minutes or hours with great books. And all of a sudden, I'm now tied to only being able to read when everything is just right. And my goals as a reader are that I've got um, a lot of things I want to read. And if I can only do that at my desk, I'm in trouble because I'm not at my desk very often, uh, at least not for reading purposes only. Um, let me rephrase that. St I'm at my desk a lot, uh, too much, but uh, it's not usually meant for reading time. It's working, obviously, and probably like the rest of you. The next uh, thought that comes into my head that I feel on a, on a, geez, on a daily basis is I am feeling disorganized and I need to be in a better space mentally to read. So I'm not going to really read right now. I need to get some things taken care of first. And then, then I will pick up the book and read. Um, hope you have your drink with you because whenever we're talking about books and reading, you got to have your beverage of choice, whatever that might be for you. Uh, okay, so... I'm feeling a little disorganized. You know, if you look at my my personal desk at times, it's clean, it's organized. At times, it is absolutely not, and it's terrifying. And you know, you ever been ashamed of your desk? <laughs> I have, uh, and because of that, you can often feel like I don't know where my stuff's at. I don't, I, you know, I don't, I can't read like this. So having a reading kit allows you to keep all of your tools in one space instead of having to like walk over the house, find things and try to like, oh my gosh, it's just, it's too much, right? Keeps things a little, a little more put together. The last thought that sort of bounces through my head is that I'm in between note-taking systems right now and my notes are all over the place. You know, in our community, um, people that like to read books and take notes, I think we often get caught up in note-taking systems and lose sight of the end goal, which is to learn and enjoy time with the author. Uh, so we spend a lot of time reading about annotation systems. Um, there, there are so many. I'm not even going to get into them because it doesn't matter. What matters is that you're actually taking the notes. But I'm not going to lie. I am fallible to this as well. And I'm like fascinated by Oh, <laughs> does somebody have a better way to take notes? I want to learn that. Uh, and then all of a sudden you've got, you've turned your back on your current system to play with the new shiny note taking toy, uh, <laughs> uh, which is funny because I just built a shiny new note taking toy. Uh, you know, I decided to learn how to code because I, I wanted to build my own thing and this I'll tell you about it later on, but uh, <laughs> it, it's just funny that there are so many ways to do this and it really kind of doesn't matter. Just do what works for you. However, uh, if you're like me and you are bouncing around between stuff, you can often feel like I, I can't, I can't really read this book at the moment because half of my notes are in this system, half of my notes are in that system, and ah, you know that's why I like having this reading kit because despite whatever digital system I got going on, my manual system is always there for me. It's a pen and a highlighter, guys, uh, guys and gals, right? Uh, wh whatever it is. It's, it's simple and it's easy to, to, to comprehend. All right. That is why we need a reading kit. Now let's talk about what on earth is in this thing. I bought this little bag on Amazon for like, I think $19, which is a little expensive for how big it is. But, uh, I, I got a, I got a, uh, 
yeah, it's pretty high quality. So I, I, I've beat this thing up. I've taken it with me everywhere. Uh, maybe I can post in the show notes, the actual Amazon link to the bag itself. I like it because it's, let me take all this stuff out because it's just the right size to hold all of the things you need in your kit. And it's no bigger. I don't want to be carrying around some gigantic, massive bag with me. So this this little kit here, uh, I like the heather gray one. It's really really nice, but it's got a. It's let's see if I can get a good shot of this on the YouTube video <laughs> channel here. It's got a front flap that folds down to hold all of my pens and highlighters and stuff, and then it's got a center um, pocket where I put all of the bigger things. All right, so that's the bag. It's small. It's tiny. You can see that it just fits in my hand, and I also like that it has a strap on it. Uh, this strap allows me to just kind of carry it easily versus having to tuck it under my arm or something weird. Really, really great. Oh, and uh, extra feature has a zipper in the front. Do you hear that on the podcast? That's the zipper. Yeah, that's uh, great. But uh, it's nice to have that little extra storage. Let's jump into what's inside of this thing, though, because that's what's important. Any bag's going to work, right? It really is it is up to you. Just make sure that it's like something that you're proud to carry that uh, is personalized to you and your lifestyle and whatever, right? Because what I have found is that the first kit I made, like, it just didn't look good. It was kind of big and clunky and kind of crappy. And I, did, I just didn't want to take it with me anywhere. And so I, I re rebuilt the thing and I made it like the version that fits my aesthetic. That's weird, I know, but like... You want to you want to feel good carrying this thing. You don't want to be like mm, I don't want anybody to see this weird bag thing I got with me. <laughs> yeah, self conscious. I'm, I'm not usually a self conscious guy. But you know what I'm talking about, right? You don't want to be. Anyway, moving on. Okay. First and foremost, what is in this thing? So, of course, I have my highlighters. Now, I like having several colors of highlighters for a reason. Um, this is, this is going a little deeper into sort of my note taking system, but I tend to color code, um, concepts within a book. So if I go back to my mastery book, once I built this thing, you can, um, uh, if, if I open up to the front uh, page of the book in mastery, you'll, what you'll see is there's a little legend here, uh, with some, uh, highlighted colors and some words next to it. And my, my blue highlighter, that's what I use when I'm highlighting a main idea in the book. If I feel like the author has switched to a, a new concept and is, uh, you know, getting ready to really expand on something new, I'll highlight that in blue main idea. My green highlighters are for supporting ideas. So, okay. I've identified this main idea. It's really great. I'm going to use my green highlighters now to uh, find evidence for that thing. My yellow highlight, my, my yellow highlighter is my favorite one. Don't tell anybody, but it is my favorite highlighter because that is where I disagree with the author. <laughs> I like things yellow because uh, reading a book is supposed to be a conversation with the author. You don't just read a book and go, yes, you're right. You're right. Like he or she is God. You get to fight back. You get to say, mm, no, that doesn't like go well with my research or with my way of thinking. Um and you, you get to uh, have your own opinion as well. Otherwise, what's the point of reading? If you just read and, and accept everything as is, uh, there's, you're missing half of the fun of learning, right? Learning is a unique and individual experience. So get yourself a yellow highlighter. It's the best. All right. Uh, my orange highlighter is for quotes. So if I'm going through the book and I, and I see something that is uh, like, ooh, 
I could use that as a quote for my businesses or something to put on the, the Facebook page for the Readwell community. A little plug there. We have a new Facebook page. Go there now and, and look up the Readwell uh, podcast. There we are. I share uh, my daily reading videos with you there, as well as a daily quote from my reading. Something that I like, right? So there you, there you have it. But I'll highlight stuff in orange that I think, ooh, that's a really cool quote. Something that I want to I want to keep in mind. My pink highlight is for uh, sources. So if the if the author is in his or her text referencing sources that they used that I find interesting, I'll highlight those in pink and think that's a source that I want to explore myself. Isn't this cool? It's kind of fun. All right, so moving along, I've got, here's all my highlighters. You can see them in all their glorious colors. Now, I've got a purple highlight in here, highlighter in here as well. I don't know what that color is for. I just like purple. Purple is the brand color of the of the uh, Readwell podcast because purple's just it's just cool. All right, uh, here we go. Moving on, you gotta have, of course, uh, not only highlighters but pens, and uh, I prefer mechanical pencils. But you do you, right? I just hate sharpening normal pencils. Now, if you are super interested, which most of you probably don't care. I do. I went through lots of experiments to find the perfect pen for me. And I think you should, I think you should have your perfect pen. I really do because you're going to be writing with it. It needs to feel like a pleasure to write with, and it needs to fit in your hand. It needs to, I write really small and I put a lot of pressure on my fingertip. I'm left-handed and I like, I don't know why, but my handwriting is terrible. So I had to buy a lot of pens to try and figure out which one worked for me and uh, I found that these zebra pens, they are the Z grip, Z is in zebra. Uh, the medium is awesome. It's like a gel pen and it just, it works really well for me. Uh, but find the pen that you like and, and preferably uh, ones that you can buy in bulk. So you can buy a whole bunch. I got a whole box. I got like 200 of them sitting in here because I, you know, you lose pens and what have you. And you don't ever want to be without your favorite pens because now you're going to create another excuse as to why you can't read. Well, I can't read my book because I don't have my pens and I'll have to wait. Do you see how this works? Like we, we will find reasons to not read and we want to eliminate all of that, right? We want to give you the best chance to actually dig into your books. So find a pen that works for you. Uh, no pressure, but these things are beautiful. I don't have a favorite mechanical pencil because in my mind, I don't use pencils very much when I'm doing uh, note taking. In fact, I don't use them at all. I just have it in here because seems like I probably should have a pencil. So there it is. Okay. The next thing in my kit is a drum roll, please. I have no sound effects. We need sound effects on this podcast. Can I just say real quick, thank you for listening to this podcast. This is a new show. If you can't tell, I love books. I love reading and I'm having so much fun doing this on YouTube and the podcast, just being here with you and, 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 and you allowing me to, to, to talk about my passion is just an honor and a privilege. So, so thank you. But this, this uh, is the next thing in my reading kit. It's just three by five cards. This is probably the most universal thing I have. Um, I'm the kind of guy that gets random thoughts, just pop in, you know, I am the squirrel on up or the dog on up that sees a squirrel, right? Like uh, people that work for me laugh at that statement and they say, yeah, that's Eddie. <laughs> However, I am able to focus intensely when I read. Reading has really been a, a great thing for my ability to stay on topic. But 
three by five cards support me in my thinking pattern because as I'm reading, I'll go, oh, that's a, that's something uh, I've learned or I'm interested in. I don't particularly like writing in the margins of a book. Uh, big notes. One, because it's really hard to pull that writing back out of the book. You know, you have to, you have to get the book off the shelf. You have to remember what page it was on. You have to go find the text and flip the book over on its side to read the, in the margins and go, oh yeah, I remember what I was thinking. So I don't usually write in the books themselves. Plus it makes the book all messy and gross and whatever. So three by five cards are great. And what I do is I just, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll highlight the, um, the text in whatever color is applicable as per my uh, little legend. I will then put a reference number starting with one, then go to two and three and so on. I don't make it complicated and difficult. Um, I don't have any issue with systems to do. However, my system, it can't be easier. One, two, three, four, five, right? And that way I can go to my card and I can write the title of the book up here and then write the page number that it's on. And then in the corner, write one. And then on this card, I just write in my own um, words what that phrase means to me. I don't copy the phrase. I don't copy the text. I copy the impression that I had when I read it. And that's important. Copy your impression because you can go back to the book and get the text, right? That's that's a given. You got to have three by five cards though. These things are, um, I don't know who invented three by five cards, but uh, sincere thank you. Yeah, you uh, you have made my life better. Okay, moving on. I hope you guys are having fun with this. This is, um, man, this is like nerdy stuff. But if you're a nerd, raise your hand virtually and be proud of it. Join me in the uh, adventure. Okay, you got to have post-it notes, right? Like, But not the big sticky post-it notes. Those don't do you any good, um, which I don't think so. I like these. These are um, post-it flags. Uh, and to describe them for... Uh, podcast listeners only. There are uh, five colors in here. One, two, three, four, five. Now here's the super cool thing. Do you guys remember my reading legend with the colors? Post-it has this kit and the colors match the colors of my highlights. Do you see where this is going, right? So now if you look at the side of, let me grab a book that's a little more notated here. So for example, yeah, The Practice by Seth Godin. I just got done notating this one. If you look on the side of it, you can see these tabs sticking out. Yeah, and they're colored, right? So good. So I can look at the side of this book and, and visually see how many um, uh, main ideas I found uh, moving. I can see visually all of my supporting ideas. See where this is going? This is so cool. I can see uh, sources that I cared about. Um Oh, it's a bummer. I don't have any yellow tags in this one. So I didn't really disagree with anything in this book. This is a really good book. Um, but I, <laughs> I love looking at books that have yellow tags everywhere. That means I, want, I, went, I, I got in a fight with the author. Anyway, super cool to have your book on your shelf. Keep the tags there because not only are your notes inside, but you can pick it up and you can visually see where the main ideas are, where the supporting uh, arguments are, and so on. Right. So these post-it flags... Guys, this is so good. This is so cool. In fact, one of the things I'm thinking about doing, and if you are interested in this, is uh, actually having a um, more of an online um, uh, in-depth course on how to actually annotate a book and, and, and doing it through uh, an actual book. And I haven't committed to this yet because this community is brand new. And I'm trying to build awareness. So uh, if you could do me a favor and share this podcast, share the YouTube channel, share the Facebook page with 
anybody that likes to read, whether they are fascinated with Harry Potter or Plato, all readers are like welcome, as long as they're there to enjoy and learn and grow. Uh, but as this community grows, I envision a time where we are doing something a little more in depth than these sort of quicker podcasts. And I love the idea of reading a book word for word together and, uh, and, and, and highlighting and annotating it at the same time so that we can, we can learn from that. So anyway, here we go. All right. The next thing in my, my kit is I, I, this is a, a nice little, um, keeping the house clean kind of item there. You can use rubber bands or these little um, sort of binder clips. They're black clips with little metal, um, you know, uh, levers on them. <laughs> I don't know how to describe these things, but you guys know what I'm talking about. They're just meant to keep groups of paper together. And why this is important is because I found over the, over the books that I've been reading that as I take my notes on my cards here, so I've got a couple just sitting on my desk right now. That's a no, no. Because these cards, as much as I love three by five cards, are wayward. They're like tumbleweeds. They just like disappear. I don't know. They just roll off. And so because of that, I like to have these little clips and I like to clip them together or rubber band them together by book. And then keep, for whatever books I'm reading, keep those uh, clipped three by five cards in the reading kit, right? In the reading kit. Don't keep them in your kitchen. Don't keep them in your bedroom. Don't keep them by your on your you know, on your nightstand, you're going to lose your notes. And that is a bummer. I have lost a lot of three by five cards. I don't want to admit that, but I have and never again. And it's a simple little save. Just clip them up, put them in your kit and um, be more organized. Finally, this is uh, something that I, I kind of hesitated on. I felt like, you know what? I don't need this. But then I bought it and I was like, oh yeah, I need this. Uh, all right, Pocket Dictionary by, uh, you know, Webster's Pocket Dictionary. Now, I had a battle with this one because I thought, eh, I'll just look stuff up on my phone. I, I think it's important if you're doing technical reading of any kind uh, to not glaze over the words. Better to read slow. And when you come across a word you don't understand, hit pause. Uh, I know when you're reading fiction, you kind of don't want to hit pause because it pulls you out of the story. And there are usually... Usually in fiction, this doesn't happen very often when you're like, geez, I don't know what that word means. Most fiction is written in um, in a language that you can usually keep up with or at least make sense of the meaning so that you can keep in the world. Yeah, you can stay with the characters. But in nonfiction, this is a real problem. Some authors uh, have not mastered the uh, art of writing for third graders. <laughs> some, are, some are writing for PhD level students, of which I am not. Uh, my wife is a PhD and she is the smartest person I know. I love you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the best writers in the world can take a complex subject and bring it down so that third, fourth and fifth graders can can get something out of it. And go, yeah, that makes sense. That's why I like writers like Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, he's he, he's able to take something really complicated, but make it a book that everybody can read. Uh, go Malcolm. Whether you like him or not, he's a great writer. OK, so. I bought this dictionary, though, because um, I realized that I was pulling out my phone too much uh, as I was reading. As I'm, as I'm going through technical texts, whether it's philosophy or psychology, uh, quite often I'll come across words that I don't, I don't know anything about. And I'm, I'm, I'm perhaps new to a, a field of, of theory, and I have to look up like every other word in order to get something out of it. 
And so I'm, I'm always on my phone and you know what happens when you're on your phone, like, right. Things are pinging and you've got notifications going off and, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, your, your photos app shows you a picture of your wife and you're like, Oh, she's so pretty. But that's the problem right now. You're not reading anymore. And all of a sudden you find yourself on YouTube and you fall down that, uh, YouTube rabbit hole <laughs> The problem people. So get yourself, um, an analog, uh, dictionary, one that does not have any apps in it or notifications or beeps or dings or vibrations. It's just a book and it is a beautiful, gorgeous thing. This reminded me when I bought this, uh, you know, I was, I was born in 1980. I am 42 years old people. It's almost my birthday, by the way, you can wish me happy birthday later. But, uh, this, this particular, um, when I bought this, I had this uh, sort of remembrance of what it was like to be a kid because we used to have, a, you know, diction- we bought the dictionaries. The dictionary salesman came by and we actually bought them. And that was one of the coolest moments of my childhood. They, they would sit on my shelf and I remember going up to them and just opening them and I would lay on the ground and just like flip through the pages. And I was so mesmerized by the fact that there was so much in this world that uh, I was not aware of. And it was just so fun to read through the different entries. And having a dictionary is great because uh, it's it's really fun to sort of expand your vocabulary and um, learn and appreciate the the beautiful language that we have, uh, or whatever language you're in, of course. But get yourself an analog dictionary. It really will improve your reading experience. And if you can stay out of your phone for 15 or 20 minutes, you're going to be in that state of deep focus, right? And that's what a reading kit allows you to do. It allows you to travel to the cabin at Bear Lake, uh, open up your book, Mastery by Robert Greene, and uh, have your reading kit sitting right next to you with all of your highlighters and your pens laid out. And uh, you can have a 10-minute uh, sort of session or an hour session or however long you want. And, and you can just dig in and enjoy that book. This kit goes with me everywhere. Uh, it, it goes it goes with me to my kids' concerts, right? My, all my kids are musicians, which I love. But that means I'm at a lot of uh, recitals and concerts and stuff. And I got to be honest, if it's a piano recital, I love hearing my daughter play. Not so juiced about hearing the 85 other kids play. It, yeah, <laughs> it's not. Uh, so having your book and your reading kit with you is great. I have a son who goes to uh, karate and there's this big wall that we all sit against with all the chairs. The parents are there and the kids are out in the, uh, you know, on the mats, chopping each other and punching each other. It's, it's fun to watch. But uh, after about 20 minutes, uh, you kind of, you know, or, or want something else, something else to do. And I really want to to utilize that time well rather than surfing on the internet. It's such a great opportunity to open up a book and and see what the world has to offer. So my reading kit goes with me to karate. Um, it absolutely goes with me in my my back my backpack whenever I go on a plane. Reading the reading kit's the best on the plane. It is the it's like my best friend on the plane. Uh, I love it. It's so great. Okay, so let's let's uh, let's talk now about how to get some extra mileage out of this thing. So, uh, I haven't done this yet, and in fact, this was an aha moment for me as I was preparing my notes for this podcast episode. Uh, I kind of had that moment where I smacked myself on the brain and was like, "How? Why haven't I thought of this earlier?" And that was that you can make more than one of these things. I think the whole kit cost me, I don't know, twenty five, thirty bucks, maybe. Um, 
not much. And because uh, I don't always, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm uh, lacking the reading kit, right? Because I run off in a hurry or I get caught unaware or whatever. And I thought, geez, I could have uh, uh, the exact same kit in my home. I could have one in my each of my cars. Uh, I could have one at the cabin. I could have one at, you see what I'm saying? You could make a couple of these and just sort of spread them out in your life. Now, the only challenge here is that you won't have the notes of the book that you're currently reading, but that's probably okay. Because if you go to your cabin in the woods, you pull out your book and you're like, oh, I forgot my reading kit. And then you're like, oh, but I have an extra one and it's in the it's in the cabinet over there. So then you get all excited and you can take your notes and then just clip them up and put them in your backpack and do your best to try and get them in your reading kit at home when you return. But let's get some more mileage out of this thing. Let's create a couple and let's sort of be intelligent about where we sprinkle these things in our lives. Okay, uh, I really do think, and to get some more mileage out of this, I love having a, uh, the front flap with my highlighters and my pens in it. If you can see this, they're not. Um, I don't like, I don't like pen and pencil bags where you just throw them in and then it's like this big like mess of pens you got to dig through. In my kit, uh, there's a little like um, I don't know elastic holder here that holds each of them in line. It's like having a, a cartridge for all of your bullets, you know, just <laughs> or whatever. It's really cool. But I like this because it, one, it makes me feel more organized. Two, it shows me what I've got. And three, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not digging through a, a pile of pens and pencils. I just don't like doing that. So uh, find yourself a kit. And again, I'll post, I'll try and find this bag. I bought it a long time ago, but I'll post it in the notes somewhere. It's great. And I think it comes in different colors, people. Uh, that's pretty cool. The last thing you can do to really get mileage out of this kit, uh, and I haven't done this yet, but uh, probably uh, make it personal. I was thinking about why haven't I done that? Like uh, I'm a software programmer uh, and there's a lot of really cool patches in the software programming world, like stickers and things. I could get a patch and sew it on the front or something, but just make it mine, make it, make it unique to me and my personality uh, just makes it more interesting and more fun. So I have a challenge for for each of you before we end this week's episode of the uh, the show. Uh, actually, I got two challenges. The first one is to encourage you to uh, hit pause on your life and quickly jump on Amazon and buy your reading kit. Fill it with all of the little goodies and get that ready to go. You will not regret it. It will it will change your reading life forever, and you'll be so happy that you did it. The second challenge that I have for you is um, to become a member of the community here at the Readwell Podcast. Now, this is this is easy to do. Uh, all you do is you go over to our little website at thereadwellpodcast.com. And it's great because uh, I just I just made this thing live, uh, I don't know, a couple of days ago, but really proud of it. And I would love to um, get you uh, to be a part of it and to get your feedback on it. But here uh, on this website, you have the ability to learn a little bit more about me and where I come from. But also this podcast is now live pretty much everywhere uh, you can consume podcasts. So you can come here and click on each one of these and they'll take you to your, your specific destination where you can subscribe and so on. However, we also have a link to all of the show, uh, the shows that we're doing. So this, uh, at the time of this recording, this is the fourth episode. So I've got the previous three on here, and I'll just keep posting them for you to uh, to have if you want. And you can come in here and, of course, uh, listen to them and so on. But the most important thing, 
most important thing is at the very top uh, to subscribe. Now, I know, I get it. You, you're already subscribed to 85 things. And why on earth would you want to be on another newsletter? Well, if you, uh, if you join the Readwell podcast community, there's a couple of things that I want to commit to you. Uh, number one, I am sort of super sensitive about my email and I really can't stand it when uh, I get sales emails all the time. And because I own a couple different businesses, I get hundreds and hundreds of emails a day and it's just like mind boggling. So I, I'm very respectful of only sending content that I hope uh, will add value and, and add a little bit of joy and brightness to your day, right? Uh, not just sell stuff, sell stuff, sell stuff. My, my goal, my mission is to inspire people to read more books so that they can ask the critical questions of life that make things better. That's really what this is all about. But the couple of things on here I'm, I'm playing around with, like why on, it says here on the website, why on earth would you want to sign up for a news, another newsletter? Well, let's go through this real quick. The first one is daily reading sessions. If you don't know this, if you go to uh, my YouTube channel, uh, which is just uh, the the, the Readwell podcast on YouTube. Every morning at 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, I turn on the camera. I share a quick message to hopefully inspire you to uh, hit pause on your morning for a minute and read a book. And then for 15 minutes, I read and encourage you to, to do the same with me. So if you've always wanted sort of that uh, um, sort of book club feeling of having other people you can read with and discuss and have a moment with, that's what that's for every day. Now, uh, you know, as a, as a member of the, of the community here, if you can't watch those uh, live, which I get because it is early in the morning, uh, you, you'll get a link to them in your email and you can watch them at a different time. You'll be notified of the weekly podcast episodes as they come out. Uh, if you're really wanting to become a master reader and learn how to take better book notes, uh, how to build better reading habits, and, and sort of expose yourself to different learning strategies, you'll get that in the weekly uh, um, newsletter. Also, I do make book suggestions at times. I, I love I love to read, obviously, and I'm pretty open when I uh, love a book mastery. And when I despise a book, Moby Dick, uh, <laughs> I know Moby Dick's a classic. You can hate me for that, but guys, it just didn't work for me and that is okay. But I will make book suggestions that uh, I feel are uh, of value and take that for, for what you want. Of course, first access as I create um, online communities and um, online courses, for example, how to uh, annotate books in depth. And I, I really do think I want to create a, a, uh, an online course to, to actually show you and, and, and outline a book properly together. I think that'd be fun. Now, uh, I've got a thing on here that says highlighted strategies. So this is the tool that I'm building. It's a personal website uh, that allows you to uh, take better book notes. So this is it right here. It's highlightish.com. And you can, you can um, you know, start for free on this if you want and, and start adding books and adding your highlights and, and creating footnotes and writing essays and getting super geeky about building your, your knowledge base, uh, know, knowing that uh, I'm the only programmer on this. I built it and it is a passion project that I work on every day. And my goal is just to make this as great as possible. I'm just loving it. Okay. But uh, I will be sharing as a member of the Readwell community strategies on how to actually use that tool. Uh, I want, I want the users to be, uh, to get as much as possible out of it and feel like this is the tool for them and they just couldn't be happier. So there's that. 
And then Zoom sessions, something that I'm very interested in doing once we build up the community is to once a month have a live Zoom meeting uh, where we can just, just talk about reading, just geek out, have an online chat and uh, have sort of a mastermind there. I think that would be fantastic. So again, the, the two uh, challenges this week are to create your reading kit as quickly as you can because it will change the way you read books and engage with them. And then second, uh, and also very important, is to go to the readwellpodcast.com and click this little yellow subscribe button here. Enter your email and off we go. Now, don't forget, I will send you, uh, you'll, you'll get an immediate email that you'll have to verify your address to make sure that this is something you actually want to do. But uh, once you do that, you will be a part of the Cool Kid Club, and we will be able to talk about books in greater detail and learn together. Everybody, I am so grateful for you that you're here. It means a lot. I, I enjoy being around other readers, and I hope you're finding value in this. Uh, let me know in the comments what you're finding, uh, any suggestions on things that you want to talk about. I can make podcast episodes about those or hit them on the YouTube channel. And until next week, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. If you'd like to take your reading to the next level, then head on over to our website at thereadwellpodcast.com. There you can get access to my weekly newsletter as well as up-to-date show information. Also, don't forget that I learned software development on the side just so that I could build a program to help us make better book notes as we read. If you're interested, go to highlightish.com. Think of highlighting a book, but add ish, I-S-H, at the end. Highlightish.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you on the next show.